This is Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, Samo and Steve. Welcome back, everybody, to the Luton Digital Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here for Game Week 32 plus post-lockdown. And I am once again joined by my co-host, Steve. Steve. Yes, thoughts? good afternoon to you, Samuel. It's uh, episode 54. And uh, just a little short break since the last published episode. So a few things to catch up on. Let's get on with the show. Emails and tweets. That's right, Sam, and there are some emails and tweets. We've had an email in from Mark Burrows, who wants to know when we will be presenting him with his Manager of the Week award, but we'll come to that later. And we've had another email from Ian Reese, who was invited onto tonight's show to answer the question, what the hell has happened to your team, Ian? And uh, the reply he's given, he's unfortunately due to pressure of work, not able to join us, but he has told us that it's the first season he's learning a lot, and a bit like Jurgen Klopp, he hopes to lift the title in five years' time. Manager of the week. So this week there are in fact two managers of the week. One, as we mentioned a minute ago, is Mark Burrows. He's got ninety-one. And he's in up in eighth place. And as well as Mark Burrows, there is Jack Ellicott. And interesting, you won't know this, Sam. Uh, these two gentlemen separated by literally 40 metres, maybe less. A couple of quite treacherous balconies. I'm thinking on the fifth floor, work colleagues, but not in the same team. Yes, and... We'll have a quick look at their teams. Sam, um, just whilst we're talking about Manager of the Week, because uh, we didn't do a pod last week, because all these games are going so fast, could you just remind everyone uh, who was Manager of the Week last week in the double game week? And uh, I believe it was a season-high weekly score. Um, well, I can't actually remember who got that, so it's a bit of a shame there. But Kane do attitude. He's He captained Trent Alexander-Arnold. That's big score, big... 14 points times 2, 28. He also had Martial, who scored a hat-trick. We're like you, Steve. You had Martial. A lot of people got the captain wrong this week, didn't they, Sam? Who did you have? Um, Me and Steve both went for Bruno, which is a bit of a disappointment because you consider how many people who scored big points this week. And Mark Burrows also captained. Not captained, but he had Martial. And he went for Richardson, who didn't do any better than Bruno did. Three points. But good effort to them to share to manager of the week. Haven't had one of them in a long time. But that's it for now. I think, Sam, um, we're just able, thanks to the wonders of technology, to uh, just round up that uh, Game Week 31 um Manager of the Week, uh, sorry, Game Week 30, Manager of the Week performance. And we're just loading it now on the screen. Sam, could you just read out the last week's top 
three managers, please. Yes, last week's top three managers. In first place, yes, it is the person sitting next to me, Steve, or Dad as I know him. In second place is me with... He, yeah, Steve got 127, I got 115. In third place, good effort, is Darren Greaves, 130. And our form player, of course, Mr Mark Burrows, 110. And uh, if he gets the interview request we sent him uh, soon enough, he will be coming on to, uh, to answer the questions. Exactly what has he been doing in lockdown to transform his season around? League table. Time now to look at the league table. We have not looked at this for a while. And in 10th place, it's Los Newbold. The big faller since lockdown. I think he left lockdown in, started lockdown in third. He's now ninth. It's Ian Reese, 17.37. Mark Burrows, the big climber, uh, up from absolutely nowhere into eighth, 17.39. Just 1.41 off the lead. Neil is still going well at 17.63 in 7th. Darren Greaves, 17.67. And then we get to what, if we were on safari, we'd call the Big Five. Sam Owen, previous winner. Unlucky last year to lose out on goal difference. 17.99, fifth place. My own team, the Buttocks, are now into fourth. 18.15. 17th, just a few weeks ago. Ollie Doward is hanging on, but a lot of people are questioning whether this man has the calibre to challenge our top two. 18.35 from Ollie. 18.59 from the colleague on my right here, my broadcasting chum, Mr Sam. He's on 18.59 and he's just 21 off the lead, which is held unbelievably, still held by Alex Perry. Alex Perry. Um, and now, Sam, whilst we're on the subject of game weeks, we're going to have a quick look at the chip usage. The chip usage. And see who still has... Hmm. No, in fact, we can't do that because uh, the chip usage seems to have... Uh, is it broken? Or game week 40? Yeah, see that. Anyway, because according to this, Alex Perry's still got his free hit. Oh, I suppose that's right. Is that right, Sam? Can you confirm this? Alex Perry's still got his bench boost and free hit. Sam, you've still got your free hit. Ollie Dowd has got his treble captain to go. Presumably he's playing that 38 uh, final game week. Was it 38 plus? 38 plus. And he's got his free hit. Uh, myself, I've just had the free hit. Sam Owen just has his second wild card. All the others have gone. So that's what the top five are looking at. On with the show. So with seven game weeks left, uh, Sam wants now, for some reason, to talk about the head-to-head league, uh, Qualis Pater Talis Filius. Um, Sam, um, tell us why you think this league is all but over. Well, seven weeks left and I'm currently five wins ahead, so I think that looks mostly wrapped up. I'm on 14, Steve's on 9, so good effort there, but for time for more of the actual talking points, 
Well, I've got some teams here to discuss. Which teams have... what? The main thing is what teams still have a lot to play for. Your thoughts? Well, it's actually a separate section, so we're going to end the um, qualis because uh, we've got uh, Libby doing her, her special voiceover for this episode. We'll come straight back after these messages. Talking Points. So, Sam, I cut you off there, but uh, let's go back to talking points. Your question was uh, which teams still have something to play for. And, uh, well, the answer to me would be uh, Chelsea, Wolves, United. I think Spurs under Mourinho, he'll still, they're not doing anything else, so he'll still uh, get them motivated. And at the bottom, you've got the five who are in danger of relegation, Watford. Bournemouth, Aston Villa, West Ham, and of course Norwich, who are already down, more or less. The teams, I think, the interesting ones who I think you now should steer away from, Ian Reese, Ollie, people who need advice, are the teams who've already won the title. Congratulations to Liverpool, because uh, I know there was big drinks involved. Who knows what sort of shape they'll be in when the Premier League resumes. And presumably he'll start playing all the kids. So uh, I'm not sure I'd have any Liverpool players. I'm not sure I'd have many City players because he's clearly now prioritising the cups that they're in. Um, What are your thoughts, Samuel? Well, I think I agree. I think Liverpool will be playing most of the youth players and the likes of Origi and Minamino just randomly... Start games and Milner, and I think City as well. I think I agree with you. Apparently, there's some. Apparently, there was some talk of Gunduan playing up front. I'm not sure how reliable that is, but he's gonna he's gonna completely change his team around for a lot of games. But yes, I the champion the teams which need to qualify for Champions League, like Chelsea, you go for players like Pulisic, who's only six point nine, scored in. The last game, so that's someone to consider. Then United, there's loads of players. They've got quite good fixtures. And there's players such as Rashford, Bruno, Martial, who you had, who's hat-tricked, and Juan Bissaka. And then at Spurs, you've got Kane. But for me, I'm not sure about Kane. It'd be expensive. It could work. But... I'd rather Son or Aurier, who's basically playing like a winger in this Spurs setup, and then there's Doherty, Sice, Jimenez at Wolves as well. But Sam, it's getting incredibly hot in the studio. Have we got any other talking points? That's it for the talking. I points. see you got a note there about when to free hit. Uh, I would assume if you still got your free hit, you're free hitting thirty-eight, and you go home teams and teams who. Uh, Teams against people who haven't got anything to play for. It's different this year, of course, because um, it's unlikely 38 is going to be all that crucial. And it's obviously 38 plus. And Sam, one more talking point. Just your thoughts. There was talk coming out of lockdown that it would be full of away wins like the Bundesliga. What's actually happening is there's loads of clean sheets. Loads of clean sheets. They're quite one-way games, aren't they? So, any... Yes, yeah, seems like home and, home and away advantage has shrunk down massively since, of course, there is no fans. So I'd be more comfortable picking players against weak teams who are 
aren't going to struggle just because they're away. Like. Of course, we saw the disadvantage of that policy when we assumed that Everton would put 10 past Norwich, and they didn't. And uh, that certainly has caused Mark and myself um, to lose ground on these leaders. Game Week Preview. Time now for the Game Week Preview. And these games are spread over basically every day over the next week. We start tomorrow, the 27th, Saturday, with uh, Aston Villa Wolves, the 12.30 kickoff. We'll, of course, be watching Swansea Luton on uh, the iFollow stream, and hopefully it is less than 65 seconds behind like it was last week. Otherwise, once again, I will annoy our WhatsApp group by posting the goals 65 seconds before they actually happen on screen. Sam, your prediction, Villa Wolves. Well, I think I could easily see this being a draw. Yeah, 1-1. The Saints travel to the Hornets on Sunday at 4.30. What will the score be? I think Watford have a bit more to play for here, so 2-1 Watford. It's Palace against Burnley. Palace on the back prior to the Liverpool game of a number of clean sheets. This one seems like an absolute cracker of a fixture. And Burnley, all their players are leaving and seems a bit... Not sure what's going on there, so 1-0 Palace. And uh, unlucky Amazon having to show that one. But there we go. Brighton United. We go to the south coast and join the millions on the beach. Well, it won't be hot by then. Your score. Mm, 2-1 United for me. And then there's six uh, 8.15 kick-off, which I must admit I'm quite liking. Uh, you've got the Arsenal against Norwich, six o'clock. Uh, can't, can't even see Arsenal losing this one, so 2-0 Arsenal. And then you've got Bournemouth, Newcastle. 5-0 Bournemouth. What? <laughs> I'm not sure what to predict for a game like that. But uh, Newcastle are very tight. Okay. Everton Leicester. Leicester looking pretty terrible at the moment, so I'm gonna go with one 0 Everton. And then uh, the ultra attacking gung ho David Moyes is West Ham are up against Chelsea. Hmm, maybe two one Chelsea. On Thursday night, the second of July, two days before Super Saturday where Everton supposedly gets unlocked and everyone goes out drinking. We have Sheffield United taking on the mighty Hotspurs. Sheffield United don't look anywhere near as good post-lockdown, so I'm going to go with 2-0 Spurs. And then finally, we have City against the champions, Liverpool. I think Liverpool will probably be, there might be some rotation here, or maybe, or maybe not, but still going to go with 2-0 City. Big one, Matthew! Yes, big one, Matthew. Probably going to go for a bit of an obvious one this week. Even though Arsenal aren't in good form at all, it's going to have got to be Aubameyang against Norwich. Norwich leaking goals. Apart from against Everton, where they only conceded one goal. But I think Norwich probably know they're already down. And Arsenal will be wanting to bounce back a little. So, Aubameyang. We'll save a bit of time and merge the Harry the Cat feature into this. And I can't really see a shock next week in those fixtures, but I'll say that Watford will beat Southampton, which, given that Watford haven't won yet on the restart, 
is a kind of shock. My team, your team. So I've not done this change yet since I'm not completely sure, but I think I will be going Bergwijn to Pulisic. Is I think that makes a lot of sense. It was a um, knee-jerk to bring in Bergwijn. Um, I'm surprised you did it, so I'm glad you're seeing sense there. Uh, there's no changes at the specials. I mean, it'd be unfair to make any changes. They've started since lockdown. Um, obviously, on far 200 points. I think we're 10 points clear of anyone else in the league in June. Um, so I said to the lads this morning, lads, obviously they were all socially distanced in um, one metre plus. Uh, they're getting ready for that rule. Um, but I said to them, just just uh, do what you keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and then we touched elbows and they go again. Sam, um, the Golden Gamble uh, armband, you got disastrously wrong last week. You convinced me to captain Bruno as well. And as a result, I'm 21 points further away than I should have been. Um, who will you advise everyone to captain this game week? Well, there isn't any... I don't have any standout captain options in my team, but the likes of Aubameyang or Son or Kane would probably, probably be all right. But I don't have them, so I think it's going to be Rashford. could be Jimenez as well, but I think I'm going to go with Rashford this game week since he doesn't play first. All right. OK, I'm probably going to go Martial because uh, he looked on form, obviously, with his hat-trick. Maybe a game week too late. We'll see. The fourth official is indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes time allowance. Three minutes time allowance. So that is the end of uh, our first podcast back. Uh, Sam, we're not far away from storms hitting our HQ here. Any final thoughts? Uh, how are you enjoying the football without crowds? I know you've paid for a cutout of yourself to appear at Luton Town Games. Yes, football without crowds, it's a bit of a difference. I don't think the crowd noise is, obviously it isn't as good, but I think it does its job quite well. Well, it is funny when the delays it has sometimes, after 10 seconds afterwards, you hear the big cheers. But I'm enjoying fancy football a lot since lockdown, got most of the selections right. Okay, have a uh, enjoyable week. I think we are back. Sam, just confirm when the next podcast is. It must be next Friday, the 3rd of July. The next podcast will be out uh, ahead of a busy Saturday, 4th of July, uh, Independence Day programme. See you then. Goodbye. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points.